Welcome to the JD Show. The purpose of the show is to turn your dreams into a reality. And I met someone a few months ago and he really, really, really inspired me. And when he told me stories about his life and what he's been doing and have achieved in his life, he is a super, super successful property developer. And I thought I'm going to actually bring him on our show because there's so much we can learn from our guest today. So please help me welcome Chris Harrington. Thank you very much, Jack. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for the invite. Very happy to be here. We've been talking about... So you, you told us the stories uh, about your life. So where did you start uh, your life journey? How did it all start? How did you uh, get into property development? Into property development, we actually built a boat and we went sailing around the world. And while sailing, I did some further education and got into property developing. So project management. Project management. And yeah, very quickly I managed to secure a job in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So it all started from that. So my first real construction major project mm -hmm. was in Oman mm -hmm. with building the Shangri-La hotels. Fantastic. And you were... So, uh, what what aspect of, of the management were you were you on uh, on the Shangri-La? Um, I was the project director, yes. so control all the design and all the development of construction. Mm -hmm. And and before this, uh, we started this video. I think you said how many degrees have you got? A few. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious because I, I remember meeting you the first time at our last event, and we were d discussing about how the day-to-day -day ups and downs of, of the challenges that we face uh, in our business, it, it, it bogs me down sometimes. I, I, can, I can sometimes wake up and not feel like doing anything. While I'm a sort of person, I can literally go out and, and work. I remember sitting in my office one day for 72 hours, you know, carried on working. But how do you deal, and we were discussing this, how do you deal with that, those, those challenges of, of everyday business? I just believe in outworking everybody else. So outwork anybody and everybody. But I hear a lot of people saying you can be a master of one trade, mm -hmm. uh, a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily fulfill that belief. Mm -hmm. I do believe in actually understanding everything I'm trying to do yeah. and what other people are trying to do around me. You don't have to master them, but a good understanding of them. A good understanding is definitely required, yeah. Yeah. And that's basically my philosophy. But I do like that to know a little bit more than everybody else, if it's possible. Okay. So share with us, well, where did you start your journey? How did, it, how did you come into property development? Into property development, I was working in the Middle East, which is my, maybe my introduction. From yeah. the Middle East, I was headhunted to go to West Africa. Mm -hmm. And then from West Africa, I moved over back to the UK, um, which is where my family um, was residing mm -hmm. and trying to decide what to do further forward and mm -hmm. I was looking online at various potential franchises mm -hmm. and an advert popped up from a well-known property group mm -hmm. to do some training with them and I went along mm -hmm. and the rest is history. So dealing with day-to-day -day challenges, what is... So, so, what is your perspective on, let's say you have a day when everything seems to be going against you? How do you deal with that emotion? I'm quite honest, Jack. I've never had a day like that. No. I've never had it. Um, I think that when things 
if, if forces align against you, mm -hmm. I think you've got to avoid those issues, mm -hmm. and tackle them, not avoid them by um, pretending they're not there, mm -hmm. but tackle each one of them as a priority. Okay. Uh, it's one of life's little challenges. Mm -hmm. So just tackle them straight on. Tackle them straight on. Yeah, don't try and pretend they're not there. Don't bury your head in the sand. No, no, it doesn't work like that. I guess. Yes, it'll always come back to bite you. So I don't believe in negativity. I think everything that comes forward as a problem mm -hmm. has actually got a solution mm -hmm. and you can come out of it as a positive learning. Okay, that's awesome. So share with us your journey in terms of how did you get to this point of being able to run your own business? So where did you stop your own business? When, when was that and how, you know, how did you stop? Shall I go back to the Middle East? Yes. Um, we were busy trying to sell around the world. We were running very low on money. Mm -hmm. And I was offered a job in Muscat mm -hmm. through a, a chance meeting with what was the country director of a very large practice. Mm -hmm. And he offered me a position to run the Shangri-La Hotel project developments mm -hmm. based on the fact that I did have a project management degree, mm -hmm. which I'd recently earned. Mm -hmm. So from that, within three months, I took over the position of country director. Mm -hmm. And from that, I was running um, a very large team of engineers mm -hmm. um, and developing the Shangri-La Hotel in Barrages in Oman. Mm -hmm. That was a 120 million job. Okay, that's interesting. Where did you go from there? From there, um, I finished that job. We were going to go back to sailing, mm -hmm. and the country director had moved up the chain of command, was now the regional director, mm -hmm. asked me to actually take on a larger project, mm -hmm. which was four and a quarter billion, mm -hmm. which was the Wave Muscat. Mm -hmm. That was um, four and a half thousand houses, bus hotels, mm -hmm. golf course, PGA golf course, mm -hmm. shops, a shopping centre. Mm -hmm. Um, various offices um, and a few other developments in the local area as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a four and a quarter billion job. Wow. I, I was running that um, directly with the, the Amani government. Fantastic. And how did you go from, where, where did you go from there? Well, it was quite interesting. We were quite well advanced with the project, mm -hmm. coming to the closing stages, mm -hmm. and I was headhunted to go to West Africa mm -hmm. um, to run a project there, mm -hmm. which I did. Mm -hmm. But after four years in West Africa and mm -hmm. a rather violent um, outcome in that, that particular country, mm -hmm. I decided I didn't want to work in that environment anymore. Mm -hmm. So I resigned and I moved to the UK. Mm -hmm. And in, once in this country, I was trying to decide what to do, to go back to a previous career or to go into something different. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at franchises mm -hmm. and a franchise came up. Um, it's a well-known training company. Mm -hmm. Would I like to go along to do property? I went along to explore property, and I found out about commercial conversions. Okay, uh, I've, I've observed that you you focus on commercial to resi conversions. That's where your, your speciality is. That's we we have a preference, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I, is it okay to mention my business? Of course, you are. of course. So um, a lot of people know Elizabeth. Um, people that know the story. Um, we met up and she's a, a numbers genius, mm -hmm. so she fills in the gaps that I, I'm not very good at. Mm -hmm. But we do, we specialise in commercial conversions, mm -hmm. but we also do new builds. Mm -hmm. And as a secondary subject, we do also invest in HMOs. Okay, that's interesting. But at what point did you decide that you're going to start your own business? Um, 
That's always an interesting bit because a lot of people struggle with that. It's been on the plans for years, and this just seemed the ideal opportunity. Lots of changes in my life, lots of changes in my circumstances, new country to live in. It just seemed the perfect opportunity. And in this country, Mm -hmm. there are phenomenal opportunities. Yeah, especially in the property sector, I think there are phenomenal opportunities. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. If if I think if only people people know how to. Uh, focus their attention on one aspect of the property, I think there are phenomenal opportunities. Okay? I think in regards particularly to commercial conversions, I keep hearing people say, start at the bottom mm-hmm. and start with rent to rent and other strategies. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why can't we go straight in and do commercial conversions? Yeah. I've never understood this insistence on a pyramid. Yeah. Uh, and when people put a barrier in my place, then in, they put a barrier in front of me it's my duty to take it down. I agree with that. In fact, that, that leads to, to a question, which is all these training companies teaching rent-to-rent and rent-to-SA and HMO and all that, it always surprises me too that you know that some of these strategies don't actually work in most of the areas. They only work in a handful of areas. But, but there have been taught strategies which take a lot of effort in, but really pay a lot lesser in, in comparison to the effort that's been put in. So, but, but help someone understand, so the audience that are watching, help them understand if they don't have technical knowledge of, of conversion, how, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Train yourself, get training. Okay. But that means going to a training organization that really knows their subject. Okay. And to be quite frank, I only know of one company that does that level of training. Okay. Um, you do need to understand all the nuances. Yeah. So when we started our business, I learned on the hoof. Mm-hmm. And there's no better way of learning than yeah. when it affects your back pocket. Oh, it does. Yeah. That's the best so we teach people how to do commercial conversions, mm-hmm. and we train people, but we don't hold back on anything, Jack. No. We give them everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to go out and spend a lot of money on a training course, yeah. you must get value for money. I agree. I agree. In fact, I, I've observed that the purpose of you running these uh, training units is not really to make money at the, at the course, That's but more towards being able to train people so they could potentially help you find more deals. That's, uh, that's, that's on, on our first training course, we actually had a couple saying, if you don't make money out of training, yeah. why do you do it? Yeah. And we do it for exactly as you just said, because we get people that now know how to source property. Yeah. They can then source it, bring it to us, yeah. and we're quite happy to JV with them yeah. if the project stacks up. Yeah. So that's why we decided to teach people how to source property, yeah. as well as how to train them to do their own. That's, that's very interesting because my take uh, on, on, on these training companies is they charge lots and lots of money and I've seen your training price and nowhere close to these you know, exaggerated price or whatever, but I, I think what you are charging is just barely enough to cover the cost of the space and, and cover, cover the cost of the effort that's been put in into, into the training and I do recommend people to because because I've seen uh, you know I've seen you over a period of time and, and the, the the work that you do, I think it's a great idea for our audience to to come to these uh, training programs because they really do not charge a lot of money for the for the for the value that you get, and, and it's all about learning the the, the basics of, of con, you know conversion res, uh, commercial to resi conversion, and you don't necessarily have to invest a lot of your time into these rent to rent strategies which really don't pay a lot of money at the end of the day, uh, but yeah. So, so let's say if someone wants to take on your training, uh, and, and at the end of the training, do you think they'll be capable enough to go and find 
themselves deals to either bring them to you or to sell to their investors? 100%. And how, how long is this training for? Our training is two days. Two days. It's very concentrated, Jack, and we don't go into, would you like to hear a story? Mm -hmm. That is just a filler. Yeah. So we concentrate on fact. Yeah. So it is a very intense two days. Mm -hmm. So typically we start at nine, we finish at six, mm -hmm. um, obviously with a break for lunch yeah. and some rest breaks, but it's very intense, but everything is supported. You get the whole package. That's not nice. just developed, uh, sorry, delivered to you verbally, mm -hmm. but you get it in written form as well. That's great. Thank you. So share with us a couple of the projects that you're working on. Um, you know, what stage are they at? What, what's, what's really happening there in the scene? Here in England, in we've, England? We've, we've got a number of projects on the go at the moment. Yep. Um, I think quite a few people that are familiar with us have been to some of our projects in West London. Yep. Um, we have several other offers out at the moment they've been accepted mm -hmm. so we're looking at them to finance those mm -hmm. um, we've got a couple of those are in london area within the m25 mm -hmm. and we've got several outside the m25 mm -hmm. we had a fantastic offer recently of a project in central london in mayfair mm -hmm. but unfortunately our preferred investors they couldn't move fast enough for that one. Okay. So it was a very short period. Mm -hmm. And that was a £14.5 million pound purchase for us. Okay. But with an £11 million pound profit. That's an amazing profit. Yeah. So it would have been it would have been our highest value project as yeah. well. Yeah. We generally tend to stay jack um, below £5 million mm -hmm. purchase price. And is this the reason for that? Yes, we don't want to go too big. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that many people maybe not think about mm -hmm. is when you're doing your development, let's just say, for instance, there's... Um, 100 flats mm -hmm. in a development, yeah. all your profit is in the last 20%. That's true. So you've now got to sell 80 flats before, before you, you start to realise any profit. That's true. That is a lot of flats to sell even in London. Yes. So you've got to be aware of your market, yeah. knowing your market. Yeah. I'd much rather stay in smaller quantities yeah. and have more developments, mm -hmm. minimise the risk by spreading the risk. That's true. At the same time, I believe um, our observed and experience has been that stay in the sweet spot of price-wise. Uh, if you go to premium uh, or if you're on the lower side of the scale, it seems like a bit of a struggle to sell them as well because we yes. did a development in Wembley and it was slightly on the premium side, so it took a slightly longer period to sell them. Uh, but I think staying at a sweet spot really is a, a major factor in selling them quicker. It is, but we like just to go high-end, mm -hmm. to be able to sell them at the middle-range price. In the middle-range price, yeah. And we are fortunate enough now to be able to do that. Yeah. So we are offering flats generally through help to buy, first-time mm -hmm. buyers. Yeah. In the Staines area, we're selling them at 225, whereas okay. the average price there is probably 80 to 100k more. Yeah. Obviously, our flats are smaller. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the, the, the flats we're comparing them with, mm -hmm. but we're selling them substantially cheaper. So, first time buyer market. First time buyer market. Okay, that's great. Share with us on how do you deal with the, the challenges of the business. I mean, property development, it comes with challenges every single second, and you know, dealing with all the Oh, you know, the, the legal side, the sales side, being able to find these things. How do you deal with the challenges of, how do you balance them in your life? That's actually not so challenging. A, I've got a phenomenal business partner, Elizabeth. Okay. She's really, really good. Okay. Her speciality are numbers. 
but we have an excellent power team. Okay. So I don't really like the term power team, but yeah. everybody's familiar with that. Yeah. So for the people that are not familiar with power team, yeah. we're talking about architects, yeah. planning specialists, accountancy, mm -hmm. quantity surveyors. Yeah. Um, we have excellent team, and our legal team is extremely good as well. That's great. So we don't have to do too much. We give them the basics, and we set them off and running. That's great. Share with our audience that I cannot, and I can almost never insist enough on how important the power team, as they call it, is. Share with us how important it is in, in your journey. They are doing 80% of the work. Okay. So when we say how important it is, 80% importance of all of our work goes through the power team. Power team yeah. So our 20%, which keeps us working, right. when people say commercial conversions, you make millions of pounds, mm, not for us, it's not quite like that. No, it's not for like that's that for anyone, I guess. Well, I hear figures I made two million pounds, but is that before finance? Is that after all investments? Yeah. After all costs? Yeah. Because for me and for Elizabeth, our profit is what counts at the end of the day. Yeah. And after we paid everybody out there appropriate amounts, yeah. it's never that amount. Of it's money. never that amount. Not, is, not that size of. Uh, yeah. It can be significant. Yeah. It can be, yes. I've, I've observed, I've, I was involved in a uh, development in Wembley, uh, it was a 4 million uh, GD. In fact, when we started, it was 4 million, it turned out to be 4.5, and then Brexit started, the whole thing started, went back to 4 million. But it was a 4 million development GD project, uh, and, and, and I know all the figures behind the scene, how they really But Once you've paid all the investors and the, the cost of finance and the cost of everything else, it, there is not as much money as people may tell you to be. That's correct. Yes. That's our experience that's, as well. That's, that, that's the, the real side of it. I think the numbers that you hear when they're in the millions usually comes from a training organisation. Exactly, who's trying to make Basically, money. Basically, reel you in. Exactly, yes. yeah, that's just to reel you in. It, it's never like that. Okay, that, that's great. So, tell us about, how, where can people first of all find you and, and get training from you? Because I, I, I remember reading one of your posts where it said, you're charging £300 a day for one of your courses. It, That's our sourcing course. Sourcing yes. course. Is that at, at the cost of a two-day or, or one no, day? Sourcing is a one-day course. One-day course. That's £300. Okay. If you then subsequently decide to go and do the full two-day training, mm -hmm. that's £1,500. £1,500. But mm -hmm. we'll refund you the cost of your um, sourcing fee. Mm -hmm. So effectively, it means you'll be paying £1,200 for the training. For the whole three days training? It's two days. It's two days. Um, it's oh, you mean refund the 300 for the sourcing and then all you're paying in, in, in total is 1500 yeah, That's correct. So yes. so in essence, it's a three-day thing for £1,500 and, and that's all. That's all it if is. you were to take the whole thing. It is. And we're actually taking the whole training program mm -hmm. around the country. Okay. We've had a number of people contact us from mm -hmm. the north of England saying, please, it's just too far for us to come. Mm -hmm or from the west of the country in yeah. particular as well. So we decide, well, we'll, we'll go to there. Of course, yeah. I, I, I also observe that most of the training companies charge in the region of like, it's a three days program, we're gonna charge you 3,000 plus VAP, which is like 1,200 a day, which I find really ridiculous. Um, I don't believe people should be paying that sort of money. I only normally support training companies that, are ch that actually charge reasonable and don't have the motive as in the sense that that's where their earnings is coming from, rather than actually doing developments behind the scene, uh, which is with many companies that I know that I'm not going to name anyone. But but I, I do believe that if, if, if someone has a motive to, 
to charge you for training, then you should really be cautious about what is it that they're really teaching you and if it, in essence, really, really works in practical terms. I agree with you, Jack, but the problem is, unless you actually understand yeah. what your actual courses you're doing, yeah. you don't know that you're not getting a full delivery. I agree, yes. So when so you see on the surface... only when you try to put it into action, exactly. you suddenly find there's big gaps. There's a big gap, yes. I yes. agree. And um, those gaps can be quite substantial. That's right. I but agree. It's also the little things, um, I think, irritate me when they turn and say, you've got to pay £20 for your dinner. Yes. Um, we don't do that. Yes. Everything's included. Yes. So come along, have a really nice hot meal at a decent local hotel or restaurant. Okay. We don't charge the extra twenty pounds. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I believe that as well. Okay, that's that's great. So where can people find you to join your training program, and also where they can follow you and learn more from you? The best place is probably Facebook, because mm -hmm. everyone's got access to Facebook. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you actually contact myself or Elizabeth, mm -hmm. so um, our email address is, is chris mm -hmm. at hpg. Mm -hmm. HG, sorry, I'm getting myself mixed up. Chris at hpg.com. Mm -hmm. I will leave that below mm -hmm. the link of the video. I'm just giving the wrong address. Oh, that's okay. Hamilton PG. Hamilton PG. I, I, I realise that it's yes. Hamilton. So, but don't worry about the email. I will definitely give your email below the video. If you're watching this video, you will see that below. You'll see a link to his Facebook profile. In fact, I'm actually going to give you a link to his LinkedIn profile as well. Um, and I will direct you. In fact, I will recommend you to uh, uh, attend his training programs because I believe there's lots and lots of value. In, and I also believe that it's not about just the content that's shared. It's about the experience that you're going to get when you actually meet Chris. Because when I met him the first time, I actually had this real sense of authenticity. It's almost like you're meeting a real, real human, not necessarily someone who's trying to hide anything. It's just a real, real authentic person you meet. Uh, and I think he's really, really genuine. And that's what I felt. That's Thank exactly you. a reason um, I called you up to, uh, you know, let's do this interview because I, I thought, okay, share. Let, let's have your wisdom being shared with our audience. Uh, I think there's lots and lots of wisdom there. So share with us if if people want to be more successful in their life and being able to deal with their challenges, either it's emotional challenges, personal challenges, or business challenges. Share with us a few tips, one, two, three, how many, so you'd like to, on how they can they can be better at dealing. I think the first one is to actually know what you're doing on training. Okay. There's no good going out looking for a property. We get, I don't know, probably 10, 15 emails a day mm -hmm. between Elizabeth and myself mm -hmm. with potential property deals. Mm -hmm. But when you start looking at them, they don't add up. Good they up. don't stack. No. So you need to actually understand how to make these deals stack, first of all. Persistence, consistency is absolutely critical. Um, we, I would estimate, we go through about 40 analyzers to find one project that works. Wow. So uh, that's been my experience as well. Also, one in 40? Uh, roughly? My, my experience has been like two or three in a hundred. Okay. That's similar, similar, similar numbers. Similar numbers. And that can be very disheartening yes. to some people. Yeah. But then when you look at what you can earn out of it, yes. your income can quite easily be um, a dozen times the national average wage Yes. very quickly. Yes. Um, we hope to uh, sustain a, a lot, lot better income than that, though. 
Yes. Um, if you take the typical income of being 24, 26,000 a year, yeah. you should be really earning 10 times that from any project that you deal with. Yes. We have a basic criteria, we've only recently done it, saying of £100,000 profit mm -hmm. individually, otherwise we don't do the project. Okay, that's interesting. What, what what else would you recommend people to deal with this challenge? So that's, that's on the deal side, on the personal, emotional level. What, what are just some of the tips that you'd like to give? Well, on the personal side, again, it's back to training. But yes. the main thing is, is not to give up. Not to give up, yeah. And I find that too many people think there is an instant rainbow with pot of gold. Yes. It doesn't exist, I'm doesn't afraid. Exist, no. It is a question of working at it. That's true. That's true. In fact, I, I spoke with someone just last week. I've met, he, he's a sourcer. I've met him about a month ago when he had agreed to be a part of our franchise. Um, and I said to him, when we get closer to the point where I can actually give you all the details of it, uh, I will contact you. So I contact, contacted him last week and he almost sounded depressed. I'm not going to give a name, but he sounded depressed because he'd not been able to do a deal for the past few months. And it's just persistence really that really comes to the picture. So that's been my experience as well on it. We've had times where we've gone months yep. with absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. And then suddenly London bus story comes along yes. and you get three, four, five deals at once that really work beautifully. That's true. That's so true. don't give up. Don't give up. That's fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Because I know there's so much wisdom and I'm trying with my questions to, to be able to bring that out. What, what else would you like to share with the audience? So most of the people watching this are into property, they're either supplied directly to the property industry or they're property sources or property investors or developers or aspiring property developers. What would you like to share with them? I think the biggest thing is, as much as people need help, yeah. we're very keen to help them. Yes. So anybody that wants help, please either get in touch with myself or Elizabeth. Elizabeth's got the same email as myself, obviously just a change of the name at the beginning. Yeah drop us an email or info at hamiltonpg.com mm -hmm. and we will pick that up and try our best to help you. That's we great. really want to see people develop as well and obviously for basic information there is no charge. That's uh, if you want significant amounts of our time then obviously we'd have to look at that differently. Yeah. But basic information we give out all the time to help people. That's great. Um, people helped us along the way, we'd like to help other people. That's great. Thank you for being on the show. Jack, thank you very much it's, for your time. It's an absolute pleasure to have you.